When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the A-League season has just a handful of rounds remaining. Melbourne City, five points clear at the top of the league. But behind them is a white-hot Adelaide United who have now won four in a row but haven't lost since the start of January. That's an 11-game unbeaten run. There's plenty happening overseas as well, so we thought we'd better get him in again. We love having a chat to him. Andy Harper is with us, Channel 10 Paramount Plus football expert. G'day, Andy. Hey, Sam. How you going? Happy Easter, mate. And to you. Happy Easter to you. We even had a midweek match as well, resuming after 21 minutes, and uh, City went on with it. They won 2-1. Yeah, too good. It didn't really uh, reach great heights. Sydney very, very, City very, very dominant. Um, and it was exciting to finish because Victory got a very good goal to breathe a little bit of life into the closing stages. And, you know, if, you'd had your, if they could have managed that, obviously... Uh, ten minutes earlier, it would have uh, been a rousing finish. As it was, it was like a faint heartbeat, um, but no, no complete resuscitation of the patient on the night, unfortunately. And that whole bizarre chapter is now closed. Should it have even been continued? Do you think, Andy? Well, the the, the first what, the first thing I have to say on that is, uh, um, just we we just have to take it because we don't really see any detail on the decisions. We just have to take it that. Qualified people have considered um, all the legalities, all the procedures, all the protocols, uh, and come up with this with this call. Um, so, and, and I, I'm prepared from a distance to respect that that process took place thoroughly. Um, if I'm just to answer it as a punter, and that's where most people are coming at this, mm. uh, I, the whole thing was bizarre. I, I just don't know why. Um, if the game's to be replayed, then it should have been done. In a in a in a faster manner, but of course, then that takes you have to consider all the difficulties of scheduling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But nevertheless, to have over a hundred days elapsed between the start of a game and a finish finish a game just adds to to, to the bizarreness of it. And given the fallout, um, and maybe this wasn't possible with the rules and regulations. We're not. We don't know. I don't know. But I just thought at the time, my first reaction was. You know, victory should just lose the match three yeah. 0 and yeah. off we go. Clean and clean and and on we get. Um, I don't know that there would have been much opposition to that really in the court of public opinion. Um, but but like I said, you know, who's to know what mm. actual hoops they had to go through and processes they had to respect? No, I, I know Jared Waitley obviously was outspoken sitting in this chair on this earlier in the week. I suppose it would have been easy to fold a forfeit into the, their initial set of punishments, though. Really, wouldn't it? As you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's a, administrating sports. Mm. You know, there's a lot goes on behind the scenes that the public it just doesn't sometimes fit what most people would deem as common sense. But you know, we're not privy to what's actually required. Um, I guess the other thing in this is that uh, as a communications exercise, I think it would have been way more helpful, given the bizarre nature of this, that there was a more full disclosure of all the things that had to be considered. Because it just was the whole thing was just left hanging. It was uh, uh, victory, and it's easy post facto, I guess, to say that Sam, if victory had managed if, at the resumption to get control of the of the, of the restart, 
um, to control the game and to have scored early, uh, not to concede. In fact, headed to a situation where they were going to win the game, then, mm. of course, it would have provided its own dramatic story and we mightn't be navel-gazing quite the way we are. But mm. the way it finished, I think, just sort of sums up the whole episode, really, uh, which started as a complete and utter disaster for the game and for A-Leagues, um, particularly for Melbourne Victory. Um, and then it's just wafted and wafted and wafted. And hopefully now that we can just close the door on it. Let's do that. Let's talk about the football where Melbourne City have been top of the league since forever. But uh, if they look in their rear vision mirror, Andy, they see uh, a blaze of red. Uh, Adelaide United on an absolute tear at the moment. Now, uh, for the record, Adelaide uh, did beat City uh, last month 4-2. And yeah. that, that number has been a feature in a lot of Adelaide's games. Four, four, four. They're unbeaten in 11. They yeah. are absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, and it's a great story. And, and I'm going to enjoy watching the next chapter of it unfold tonight against Sydney, who have got a bit of desperation about them. Um, and they always play. Like, like the victory Adelaide games, Sydney-Adelaide games have often got a real point on them. That's going to be a case this afternoon. And I've really enjoyed the run of Adelaide. I, I, I love Carl Veard as a coach and other you know, Aussie coach who's no no question about his ability, not just locally, but could do it overseas, I'm sure. Um, and he's done a great job with this team. And, and in, over the last decade or so, he hasn't been coaching their first team at Adelaide, but has had a significant influence on the development of the young, the, 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 you know, the pile of young kids who are coming through. So it, it's worked really well for Adelaide. They're in a great spot at the moment. I, I think if I'm to be as objective about it, and you referenced the Melbourne City match a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, 4-2 is a bit of a flattering scoreline. And that's not to say Adelaide aren't great value and they're, and they're fantastic to watch and they're a serious title contender. But, you know, I think they've got, they've got great momentum behind them at the moment. And that momentum is not necessarily indicative of how dominant they are or are not in any particular game. So the Melbourne City one was a great one. Up to 25 minutes or so, Melbourne City could have had two or three themselves before Adelaide had scored. Mm. Um, and I think last week to the game that blew up with, with in quite dramatic fashion against the Wanderers, Wanderers' first half was excellent. Should have been a goal to possibly even three clear of Adelaide. And they end up losing that game at home um, from three set pieces, uh, which Wanderers should have, the best defence in the comp normally would have defended that better. Um, and, and I don't say this to rain on Adelaide's parade, They've got great momentum, and I think that's it, it's more than a dominant style of football. It's just momentum that they've been able to get through games and playing with great verve and and, and vibrance, vibrancy, and that's getting them getting them to the to the point where they're challenging Melbourne City. But it, but but it's not as though they start matches just totally bashing their opponents around, and it's the reverse. We're going to we're going to talk about Melbourne City. The reverse is Melbourne City. They they dominate most teams against which they play, but can't put them away. <laughs> Adelaide don't play from a dominant position, but can put teams away summarily, scoring three four a week. It's, it's great to watch, but it's a really interesting split between those two teams, one and two in the comp at the moment. Yeah, sixteen in their last four. I think they've scored uh, Adelaide. They're ruthless in front of goal at the moment. Moment, and you you mentioned Carl Viet. He's re-signed for another three years, and why wouldn't he? So Melbourne City, uh, a couple of game stays. You mentioned Adelaide United, Sydney. That's at five o'clock. Western United, Central Coast, three o'clock. Bit of Good Friday action. We go forward to Easter Monday. So City, who you mentioned, and you've got Wellington Phoenix at home. Um, can you preview this one for us? Yeah, City should be too strong. Um, Wellington season is very much alive and they cause a lot of trouble to a lot of teams, but they've developed the un- unfortunate statistic this season of, 
I think, of being overrun more than any other team in the comp, mm. which I mean, and that was the same last, same case last week against Victory, who were very brave in coming from a goal down to win. And that's been Wellington's story. So they're still positioned really nicely, and they can certainly cause some damage to opposing teams. But they don't protect their lead. Uh, they've got a they're shocking, shocking track record this season of losing leads they've earned. Um, and up against them, they haven't travelled particularly well, certainly not into Melbourne. And I think going into the city home ground will be probably too much for them. Um, but it, it'll still be a close game, and it'll it'll it'll, it'll follow a similar path to, Vic, to City's games, oftentimes to victory, but um, closer than it needs to be. They've, they play with such dominance, Melbourne City, yeah. haven't been able to put teams away. Even when Jamie McLaren's uh, fit, and I'm just going to go on a quick tangent here to acknowledge the work Jamie McLaren has been doing, playing with a broken toe, which uh, in our form of the game is a very, very difficult thing to do. It's <laughs> really important. Um, <laughs> it, it's pretty important, and it's not the sort of that we keep training and playing on it. It just doesn't get better incrementally when you keep playing. It's not like nursing yourself through maybe a soft tissue injury or some other problem where you're not putting it. You know, it's it's not the focal point of what you're doing the whole time, which a which a bone in your in your foot is. And and the fact that he keeps aiming up each week to lead the line, um, albeit not scoring goals at the moment, which is reflective of his injury status, I'd say that. He's plugging a really necessary gap and, and indicative, I think, of the of the collective attitude of Melbourne City, which is a very, very strong one. Let's have a quick look overseas, Andy, before I let you go. A couple of sackings. Uh, Brendan Rodgers at Leicester, Graham Potter at Chelsea. Not a surprise either of them, I would have thought. Although what was, for mine, was uh, Frank Lampard parachuted into Chelsea as the interim coach. No. I mean, if you're a Chelsea fan, I'm not particularly, so um, I, I don't wish any ill on Chelsea, let me say, but um, uh, the whole the whole situation is just bizarre. I mean, the American owners have, have parachuted themselves in in a multi billion dollar transaction, mm. and they've 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 set up you know they're, they're number one in the Premier League for the last expenditure in a transfer window, um, and the coach who they backed to bring in these players they've now punted um, and brought back a previously failed coach in a club icon in Frank Lampard to achieve what God only knows. Give him the job or don't give him the job. It's not as though you don't know what Frank Lampard's all about. Uh, or is it the case that um, they've already got someone else who, they, who they're going to bring in but they can't at the moment? In which case, what happens to this season now? Players get the whiff if they're in a holding pattern and the performances, mm. which haven't been great so far, obviously can still drop. But they're still in the Champions League uh, and they've got to make whatever push they can to qualify for next year's Champions League. Or Bowley's a massive investment is going to be running running more than usual red ink just one year into the process. I mean, it's 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 a ridiculous set of circumstances. Maybe it's an exercise in image protection from from Todd Bowley as well, though. That um, you know you you bring back in a favourite son potentially anyway to 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 almost uh, shield the criticism from himself. I mean, he's done a lot of stripping away at Chelsea. Bring back a favourite mm. son, you know, you you can tread water for a bit, but uh, yeah, it is a it is a bizarre one. But the Premiership, uh, Arsenal and Liverpool coming up at Anfield. Andy, the Reds always tricky at home despite their struggles. A man. City, I think, have got Southampton as well. Yeah, if, uh, um, Liverpool at home can play more like Liverpool. They're a bit more vulnerable, evidently, mm. on the road this season, which has brought their, their particular campaign undone. And Arsenal, um, at, certainly at the pointy end, so, so they've got to 
well, put it this way: if they were playing at the Emirates, you'd back Arsenal in with everything, yeah. um, and you wouldn't you wouldn't back against a Liverpool collapse. I can't see a Liverpool collapse in front of their own fans, um, which is going to make that trip really difficult for Arsenal. Really, really difficult. But it's one they've got to get on top of. Otherwise, Manchester City will just edge, edge, edge away, 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 and there, and what will have been so within their grasp um, is gradually going to disappear from view. Andy, can't wait to watch uh, the A-League this weekend, especially the, the couple of games today, but particularly Adelaide United, Sydney FC, kick off at 5 o'clock. Really looking forward to that. Catch it all, of course, Channel 10, Paramount+. Plus. Really appreciate your time again, mate. Yeah, thanks, Sam. And look, we didn't talk much about the Savo's other game, Western United mm. Mariners. You did mention it, that Western United Mariners out at 3 o'clock kickoff out of Ballarat. Coldest uh, Easter day at Ballarat for some 38 <laughs> decades or something I hear so but that's a massive game too and Western United are building a case so, so fans should tune in for that one at three as well 38 decades is a long time that's some sort of record uh, Andy so uh, yep they'll be rugging up out there for sure uh, appreciate it mate all the best have a good weekend Good on you, Sam. See you, mate. There's Andy Harper there. <laughs> Chats with Andy Harper music after every goal not going at a great Strike rate at the moment. A lot of negative feedback. I don't actually mind it. This might sound hypocritical if you've got a go-to song like Charlie Cameron has got because it's taken on a bit of a cult following for the late John Denver, hasn't it? Bit of Mountain Mama. But if it's going to be blasting music like it was at the MCG Games last year, which just drove everyone crazy, and you can't talk to the person next to you and was changed for the grand final after public pressure, then I would say that is an issue. But if you've got a little jingle like they do up there, and the, the fans seem to love it up there, anyway, who go? I think it's probably different. But anyway, you can have your say right throughout the rest of the morning. Uh, we hand over to Dwayne Russell at midday, but not before. Our very special guest up next, and isn't this man in rare form? The dose of magic is coming up on the captain's run after this.